1: Maybe you love getting rained on. I mean, it's happening today, if you're in the Twin Cities anyway. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, kicking off the one o'clock hour with myself, Bradley Trainer, and Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Thursday. Okay, we're taking inventory of the small joys in life. <sighs> we're in the midst of some pretty dark times for a lot of people and our day-to-day um, goings about have been completely upended thanks to, uh, well, a number of things, but most recently COVID-19. Um, but Holly, you wanted, you wanted listeners to call in and share some of the small joys that they've still been able to have in this moment.
0: Yeah, call in 651-641-1071. I, Bradley, we've done this before, but at this point in this time, it is truly about finding the small little joys in life and just and relishing them. We gotta pickle these small joys, take inventory for the winter. (laughs) It's relishing
1: and pickle, (laughs) and I just love this for a number of reasons. Continue,
0: well, because Bradley, you're a resident pickler, you're a fan of fermentation, so we have to ferment these small joys and put them up on the shelf. For the coming winter, because I hate to break it to you. I feel like this is going to be our last swassy week of the summer.
1: Uh, you said that before we went uh, live on the show today, and it got me a little sad. Uh, yeah. Because I do, everybody loves to bitch and moan about the swass of the season, but I love swass. Yes. Because it means it means long days, longer nights, um, hot temperatures. It means bumper crops at the farmer's market. Oh. Well, it means, you know, fiery your, ferments.
0: Those are your small joys, Bradley. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that we want to hear. 651-641-1071. My small joy is riding a bicycle.
1: So, Holly, you are a fan of bike riding. And um, if you need to take calls at any point, just let me know and I can tap dance for you. But, Thank you. Um, you have really discovered the love of bike riding, uh this year
0: yeah it's something that i wanted to do for years but finally this year i was like look this is the year now behind the scenes pulling back the curtain on why i got a bike my car was totaled earlier this year Mm. right when everything was shutting down like
1: literally you had the worst luck
0: yeah it was a lot of fun and by fun i mean it was a lot of stress but out of that stress came the determination to get a bike and start riding a bike and i will tell you bradley that it is such a simple joy going to and fro on a, on a bike. It's like, wow, okay, so this is something really small that I can enjoy right now uh, amidst the, the conditions in which we find ourselves right now.
1: What is the thing on, um, the thing you find yourself enjoying most about the bike riding experience? Is it the just alone time in your own head? What is, is it the just beauty of the nature around you? Is it just slowing down, uh, you know, in general? Like, what's the thing that brings you the most joy, do you think?
0: Yeah, it's all of the above. And it's one of those things where, you know, we all have to a certain degree. Some of it's been pretty preempted and upended. But we have routine in life for the most part. You know, Mm -hmm. you have your daily routine. You get up you have some coffee, you go do this, you go do that, maybe you have this and whatnot. But doing something that's outside of the routine and seeing, and I'll say seeing the city of Minneapolis from a different perspective. Mm,
1: Sure, that's, yeah.
0: You get to go on a bike path instead of being on the freeway. And you notice all these little things about the neighborhood. You notice the rhythm of the day. You get to, you know, you see people doing their daily rituals. It's just like, it's it's a lot of joy, man. Yeah,
1: there's definitely. brings
0: brings a lot of happiness.
1: Can I ask you, what's the... Like, what's the thing you've seen riding your bike to and from work that you hadn't seen before? Like, what's something you actually went, oh, I've never noticed that before, that perhaps only that bike riding experience would have would have given you?
0: Well, just seeing views of the city, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't know I was in relation to here and here and here. And so you get a rewires the brain. To be like, oh, like there's a lot going on in my backyard that maybe perhaps I took for granted before, and and because I just didn't bother, and so in finding the small joy, it's just it's been nice. What are
1: your small what are your small joy 1071 Give us a jingle jangle jingle. Holly's riding bikes.
0: Yeah, I'm riding bikes. What are you doing, Brad?
1: Um, I'm baking bread and pickling. <laughs> That's <what> all <laughs> my life is. Every weekend, it's like, what can I pickle? What can I bake? I I like to have something at least each day of the weekend, something on Saturday and something on Sunday to do that sort of takes my mind um, to places where it doesn't need to think very hard about the world other Mm -hmm. than what's right in front of it. And um, that I just especially this time of year, there is like this super rush of things that I love fresh produce right? right from the farmer's market. So I get to go to the farmer's market on Saturday or Sunday find what's popping half the time. I just love to look at everything. And I, my eyes are so much bigger than my will. Um, so I always end up wanting to buy, you know, way more than I need in terms of like, Oh, I want to buy this vegetable. I've never done anything with this. What can I do with this? Um, but I've made that mistake enough times to know that I can just look at it and appreciate its beauty, uh, and then focus on one thing for the weekend. So this last weekend, I know you guys are going to be really excited about this, Woo-hoo-hoo! but I made some pickles. Yeah. I
0: made...
1: <laughs> My pickles are popping at the,
0: <laughs> at the trainer
1: house. Um, yeah. And wax beans. So it was this weekend. It was uh, dill pickles and wax beans.
0: But it, 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 I love this because it is. It's like, okay, what am I going to do and where can I find some joy in my life?
1: And it just it gives me a sense of accomplishment. Like, I know I did something right. Yeah. Like, I've got other things I could be doing with my time, like reading books or watching TV. But this time of year, plus, like, honestly, I really do I like this is going to sound really goofy and nerdy, but I don't I try to eat what's um, in season. Right. And so this time of year. Everything is in season, so I'm quickly trying to grab hold of as many things that we don't normally get to enjoy this time of year. So tomatoes, like I don't buy a lot of tomatoes when they're not in season, you guys. So like sometimes I'll buy cherry tomatoes in the dead of winter, but otherwise I just don't generally buy tomatoes because I don't know if you noticed they don't taste very good. I mean, you can buy sweet corn all year long. But generally it just doesn't taste as good mm-hmm. as somebody who like ten miles down the road just picked it out of their farm. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yum. like this time of year I'm trying to cram a bunch of sweet corn and <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes into our into our diet. But.
0: Yeah, we've got people on the line who Let's wanna do it. share their joys. Let's go to Shannon. Hi Shannon, what's what's bringing
1: you small joy this this time of year? Hi Shannon.
0: Hi, hello. Uh, you know, I have been spending time with our ten chickens and our one foster chicken Aww. and our goat, and I've spent more time with them than I have with humans.
1: And I bet you're the better and for it's
0: been it. Fabulous. You know what? It's amazing how your blood pressure comes down. Oh. they are they are the sweetest animals, and it's just been fun. And we won't get eggs until November from the chickens, but we literally put chairs in the yard and sit and watch the chickens as they come up and talk to us and do all this great stuff.
1: Oh, I and just love that. I love the thought of sitting out back watching chickens. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, That's like a fish tank, right? Like yeah. watching a fish tank. Uh, you, I used to love, I had fish tanks for days back uh, many, many years ago and I would just like fall asleep watching fish i oh, know that sounds good.
0: really dirty no it is not it's very zen who okay, else we got on the okay phone? we have two calls that we let's can get, get to in. quick let's go to jack
1: hi jack what's bringing you small joy well i'm going to tell you a secret because when i was a little kid i loved going to the beach my mom would take me swimming so now i have time and a new car so i've been going to i bet i've been to probably 20 or 25 different beaches this summer in oh, northern wow. minnesota northern wisconsin At all times of the day, I've been out there at 2 in the morning just to go swimming. I love the feeling of water and looking at the stars, and I like swimming during the day. It doesn't matter. I love being in the water. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jack. Jack. All right, let's get to our last caller. Who's our uh, last word? Trisha. Trisha, you are our last word. What's the small joy that's bringing you some happiness these days?
0: Well, he's my puppy dog. He's getting bigger. He's not so small anymore. He's uh, five months old, 60 pounds, but... What a delight. Puppies are so uh, goofy. Yes,
1: we love puppies.
0: Yeah. He's, he's just a love. He's a saint for doodles, so he's gonna get big, big, big. And he just makes me smile. He's cuddly. He's wonderful.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that oh. and good luck picking up after that dog. Oh my oh. god! Oh. Anyway, that's <laughs> not a small joy. That's a big joy. Hey. When we come back. Ooh, we have to get the Cobra Gang together to talk about the, uh, not not the novel, I almost said novel. Well. <laughs> the book about Harry and Meghan finding freedom. We have a mystery to solve. We'll be right back on My Talk 107. We'll be going on here on the Colleen and Bradley Show when we get the Cobra Gang together. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Okay, Holly, um, before we go any further, we need to get our crime-fighting sleuth horrific investigative reporter, wannabe people together. We
0: need the Cobra Gang.
1: <laughs> Whenever there's trouble, we're well, the double. We're the Cobra. Cobra Gang. If you've got the
0: crime, we've got the time. with the Cobra. Cobra Gang.
1: Okay, riddle me this, Batman. <clears throat> and the, by Batman, I mean Holly. Amazon apparently, according to... and. When we get the Cobra Gang together here on the Colleen and Bradley show, it means we have a mystery to solve. And the mystery I want to solve is what is behind this story about um, Harry and Meghan's explosive biography, Finding Freedom? And it comes from the Daily Mail. Headline, Amazon restricts reviews on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's explosive biography, Finding Freedom, after, quote, noticing unusual activity amid a fan campaign to boost its rating. Okay, that's a lot of words.
0: Yeah, words.
1: But essentially, they're saying that Amazon is restricting who can review uh, Finding Freedom. Now, Finding Freedom is this book not written by Harry or Meghan, and by all accounts, they say on the record they had nothing to do with uh, or did not speak directly to the authors of this book. But by all accounts, um, they... Uh, that this particular book is very um, positive towards Harry and Meghan.
0: No, oh, well, of course, yeah, you can say that you didn't give direct quotes for the book finding freedom. That is factual, but uh, they're given the thumbs up behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah I mean, one can. O- it's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. A lot of
1: people have pointed out, and I have not read the book. I should say that. Um, I was hoping that our good friend Lori from the Lori and Julia show was going to take one for the team and read the book, because I know that uh, she has been a fan of the, uh, what's his name, Omid Scobie, one of the authors of this book. Um, And I want to know, and I've a a couple times said, I should just read this myself so I can figure (laughs) out what's really going on. But when I read the reviews, I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I know what I'm going to read. So let's get back to the mystery. And the mystery is, what, what is behind this Daily Mail story? Suggesting that Amazon is trying to um, control who can review this book.
0: What's really behind the story? Well, let's set the stage about the relationship that the Daily Mail has with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle.
1: Yeah, it's really important when when we find stories in the Daily Mail, a tabloid, about Harry and Meghan that we understand what's really going on. Yeah. A lot of times the Daily Mail has an axe to grind with Harry and Meghan.
0: Well, yeah, they currently have an axe to grind grind in the form of a lawsuit that's happening right now. Lest we forget that's currently happening over in the UK. It's the whole lawsuit between Meghan, the Daily Mail, about that letter that Thomas Markle, her father, wrote. Or no, she wrote to her dad and then the dad shared it with the Daily Mail and then published it. All that stuff. Anyways, they're not friends. So whenever,
1: whenever I see a story about Harry and Meghan in the Daily Mail, I go, well, it's probably going to be a story that's going to try to make Meghan and Harry look bad. Yeah. And sure enough, this story says that Amazon has um, noticed some unusual activity, alleging that a bunch of fans are trying to boost the ratings of this novel by, or novel, I keep <laughs> saying novel, but, uh, keep trying to boost the ratings of this book. Um, by being overly effusive, even if they haven't read the thing.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating.
1: All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to.
0: Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: And they point to Amazon actually taking the decision, which, to be fair, I don't know how often they do this with books. It might be very commonplace. But if you are to head on over to Finding Freedom on Amazon, the book... Um, and then you decide that you want to write a review for the book, if you click on that, it will tell you um, that they have restricted the ability for people to leave reviews unless they have uh, unless they are a verified purchaser. Meaning, if you purchase the book on Amazon, you will be able to go ahead and leave a review. And I think what the Daily Mail is trying to do is make it seem like Harry and Meghan have a bot army that's trying to perhaps pad the ratings for this book.
0: Mm. Well, here's the current rating on Amazon.com for Finding Freedom. Five stars, 66% of the reviews. One star, 18% of the reviews. And then the rest are in the middle, the four, the three, the two. So it's showing that people are either loving the book or they are hating the book. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot in between. But most people are loving it. And now looking at the positive reviews... Uh, It looks like most of them are verified, but not all, not all of them. And same with the negative reviews. Some of them are verified and some of them are not.
1: And you were saying uh, before we went to air today that you've noticed that actual reviews have been somewhat tepid, mildly, you know, like mildly positive, but. Gener- generally speaking, left going, Oh, I wish there was a little more here yeah. in this book, right?
0: Yeah, well, critical reviews. So, from actual people who get paid to review books. So, like, you know, for the New York Times, I think paraphrasing their review is that, well, they liked it, but they wanted more. They felt it was a little superficial. They wanted more details about Harry and Meghan's story. And then thinking, reading something in USA Today, and they're like, Well, you know, it, it, again, it's not, it's giving us a behind the scenes look at Harry and Meghan that has been vetted by Harry and Meghan, their fingerprints are all over it. They're not giving direct quotes, but it's pretty obvious, it seems, from people who are reading this, that they're spinning this in their own way, which they have every right to do. It's like, okay, well, but, you know, maybe just say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you do wish that there was a little bit more transparency, although, you know, we were talking about this um, as well, that essentially they're in between a rock and a hard place, because they're not... Com-
0: Slagger, but
1: we can't Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on MyTalk 1071, streaming live and doing everything. I was just rocking up we, to some Kesha, kids.
0: a dance party in here. Oh. Oh, but yeah. really,
1: it's time to find out who our Lord and Lady D-Bag are today. Yay! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag
0: of the day.
1: Celebrities behaving like d D-Bags? bag Bradley. Thanks for asking. Mine is like a generic Kardashian D-bag experience today. Mostly because of this people headline. Uh, let me find it. Kim Kardashian shares photograph with husband Kanye West during family outing with daughter North. Okay. What? Look, nothing to see here, kids. Everything's fine. I know, like, five seconds ago, we were all talking about some other stuff, but now everything's happy. Like... I thought it was going to be the end of their marriage and there was a lot of problems and they were flying off to the Dominican Republic.
0: Yeah, but that was so two weeks ago, Bradley. That already happened.
1: So now, apparently, everything's fine. And quote. And now, this comes from people, by the way. And so whenever I see a story in people, I know somebody has... Beep, boop, boop, beep. Hey, people, can you make things look better than they are?
0: Hey, it's Chris Jenner. I've got a new story for you.
1: And here's some pictures. And in an attempt to get the media to change its narrative about how uh, things were a hot mess, but now they're not, she provided a bunch of photos. Okay, really, it's just a bunch of photos that also showed up on her Instagram, but she did provide them to People magazine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the photos show them, like, on a family uh outing a quote recent family outing i'm assuming this was on uh it looks very sort of (laughs) wyoming-y so i don't know if this was in the wyoming area near uh their home or when this was actually when this stuff actually took place but i don't even care about the story about how things are better yeah i am all here for the photo itself kim kardashian literally (laughs) is such a hot mess Please look at the photo. I see Kim Kardashian, Courtney, and then those, that must be one of her sons?
0: No, it's somebody named Harry Hudson. I don't know who Harry Hudson is. Oh, so, I don't either. Do we need to know who Harry Hudson is? You're
1: right. That looks like somebody older than what her kids uh, would be anyway.
0: Harry Hudson, according to the internet. <laughs> he's 27,
1: so he's definitely 27. not one of Courtney's children.
0: Uh, he is a guy who does music. So okay, that's him. All Yay. right. Well,
1: he got some free publicity, but, uh, and Kanye is also in the photo, but please look at Kim Kardashian.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So Looking they went for like a nice, like outdoorsy kayaking nature experience. Oh, maybe Courtney's like shacking up with that dude. Could be. Could be. Anyway, um, there's a foot. Do you see
0: what Kim Kardashian's wearing? She's wearing a scuba suit.
1: Um, she looks like she's wearing something from the latest Tron movie.
0: I, I'm not gonna lie, Bradley. I kind of like it. And if I was paddleboarding, I would totally wear it. Oh
1: my god! How dare you? She looks <laughs> like an alien hot mess.
0: And I and I like her Yeezy Crocs. Oh God, no! Like...
1: You don't, Tolly. You're fired. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, you can't be fired yet, but um, her, her, her... you are canceled. It's cancel culture here on the Colina Bradley Show. Ow. If my mom, can you imagine? I saw I saw one of these. Um, wait, where's the picture of her with her kid? There was a picture of her with the kid um, on the kayak. One of these Instagram photos, and I just thought, my God, if that was my mother, I would be so embarrassed. Like, Mom, <laughs> what are you wearing?
0: She's wearing a wetsuit. That's what you wear when you go stand-up paddleboarding.
1: You don't have to wear a wetsuit. She's not a professional wet boarder or, what do you call it, paddleboard? It's
0: a paddleboard. They're on stand-up paddleboards. Oh, man.
1: She is just like, she is so overprepared for every photo shoot experience. I think that would begin to drive me nuts as a child of Kim Kardashian. Well,
0: yeah, if you're a child of Kim Kardashian, of course you're going to get annoyed. You're going to be like, ah, mom, ah
1: like, hold on, I have to get the right angle for my photograph, okay? And you're just like, I just want to play on this kayak. <laughs>
0: but think about it if you're not It's not a
1: kayak, it's a paddleboard. Yeah. I don't know the difference. One <laughs> you sit in, one you stand on.
0: That's true. These are stand-up pedal boards. But think about this, Bradley. Northwest is probably so used to Kim Kardashian doing this kind of thing that it's been completely normalized for her. This is is just what mom does.
1: She looks like, what's that movie with like Antonio Banderas, like spy kids or something. Like she, (laughs) she looks like she's one of the parents from spy kids. I would
0: totally wear that outfit, Brad. I really would. When I went stand up paddle boarding, I don't want to get burnt. Maybe not the shoes, but I do kind of, they, they have grown on me. They look like.
1: (sighs) Just defeated. I'm totally defeated. You've, (laughs) You've deflated you've taken the air out of my D bag. How dare I'm sorry. you. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. Oh, I get it, but I just when I look
0: oh the shoes look like what is it? A xenomorph?
1: Well, they look like um Andrew McQueen crocs.
0: Yes. yes. Right? Like
1: something that Andrew McQueen would do to a They're, pair of oh, crocs. Ale-
0: Alexander McQueen? Or
1: what did I say Andrew? Yeah, Alexander McQueen. Uh-huh. That's no, how fancy I am. I can't even get his name right.
0: No, they look like alien xenomorphs that you wear on your feet. <laughs> And I'm, I'm kind of into oh, it. All right, fine. Of- well, you
1: you go uh, put that in your lookbook for 2020. Thanks. And I'll sit over here and listen to your D-bag in the corner.
0: All right. S- Thank you, Bradley. My D-bag... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, to the Xenomorph Crocs? Okay. Sure. Gary
1: Falwell Jr. <laughs> go ahead. What's your D-bag?
0: Uh, my D-bag has... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess here about this D-bag that I don't watch this show... But the story is just rife with debaggery. So this has to do with the Netflix reality series Selling Sunset.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody's in love with Selling Sunset. Everybody's
0: in love with Selling Sunset, which is bizarre because the show has been out for a couple of years. But my theory is, is that the PR team behind Selling Sunset has done a really significant push to get people to start talking about it, to get people to get curious about it and ultimately to get them watching it. So that's been very strategic. Yeah. The reason we like Selling Sunset right now is because we were told to. Yep. And it's basically like the television version of Fetch from Mean Girls.
1: Yeah. like um, They made it happen. They made it but, happen. Like, they
0: totally made it happen. Anyway, so Selling Sunset, the Netflix reality series, very popular. Well, Bradley, these two goobs who are the stars of this show, two people named Mary Fitzgerald and Roman Bonnet, apparently so their whole romance is a mm, a plot point of selling sunset Uh, we saw them get engaged on the show and we saw them get married on the show but here's the deal brad these two were married four months before the show even started filming oh
1: wait a minute (laughs) You're telling me a reality show isn't real?
0: Dun dun dun! That's dun, exactly dun, dun. what I'm saying. So TMZ oh got a copy of Mary Fitzgerald and Roman Bonnet's certificate of marriage. They got married March 9th, 2018, at the Ventura courthouse. Now that was four months before they got engaged on the show Selling Sunset.
1: So on the show, they when they started filming, they weren't yet married, much less engaged, or engaged, much less. Married.
0: Well, in the timeline of Selling yeah, sons, the Yeah, in
1: the reality show timeline.
0: But in the reality, reality timeline, these guys were already co- totally and completely married. It wasn't even like they had a uh, partnership certificate or w- domestic partnership thing or whatever. No, yeah. those two were married, married, married. So they
1: started filming totally married, pretending they weren't actually married. Exactly. God. God. I imagine most people won't care, but I wonder what else hasn't, um, you know, what else disagrees with the timeline as it's presented on the show. Right. Meaning, if you can't trust that, there's probably more stuff you can't trust.
0: Well, and then it goes back to something that happened last week. Remember when Chrissy Teigen was questioning the the truthfulness of Selling Sunset? And then oh, people... don't
1: tell me that was a lie too. Well,
0: and then people were dra- No, well, she was calling out Selling Sunset for being a fib. And then the people on Selling Sunset were clapping back at Chrissy Teigen, saying, no, no, this is real. But then we're presented with this little nugget of truth, legal truth. So then, you know, maybe Chrissy Teigen wasn't so wrong to be questioning whether or not Selling Sunset was And in turn,
1: did them all a favor and boosted the level of the show, which it's just all Inception. And I don't know, Uh. because then it makes me wonder, like, did somebody drop it in her ear?
0: Right. Like you should
1: really check out this show.
0: Yeah. Oh, you should check out Selling Sunset. It's it's totally amazing and everything, and and everyone is so cool and blah 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 blah. I uh, I just I don't I don't know. Bradley, are you do you have any interest whatsoever in dabbling in Selling Sunset?
1: I do actually. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of. Um, I I sort of have hit a drought for my TV viewing lately. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs>
0: About pickling. About pickling and and
1: fermentation (laughs) celebrations. But um, this is definitely in the list of things. The first thing that I want to watch, though, is that um, California State. What's it? State California State? No. The killer one. The one that Colleen just recommended we watch.
0: I'll Be Gone in the Dark.
1: I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah, I want to watch that uh, first.
0: And then get to Selling Sunset. Well, that's that's quite a variety of reality shows. You know, a little true crime, a little...
1: Little not true little not, not uh, real true. estate. Yeah. I do love home shows. I will say any any kind of like remodeling or like architecture show. There's another show on Netflix. Uh, I think it's just called like Amazing Homes or Ex- Extraordinary Homes or something like that, where these two British people just go around to these incredibly designed, beautiful homes around the world. I love stuff like that. And throw in a little reality TV. Why not?
0: Why, Why not? not? Hey, it's 2020, man. Why not?
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. Okay. I mean, even though it's, it's you know, again, it's total lies. But when you turn on a reality show these days, you kind of just expect that you really can't trust anything you're watching, right? No. Nope. Much like the rest of the world. <laughs> okay, that's depressing. I'm just going to go sit in the corner again. Um, When we come back, Holly, you actually have been watching a fair amount of TV, and there's something you want to tell us about, right?
0: Ooh, yeah. So speaking... Of reality shows, well, this is a docu series that just debuted last night on HBO and it's all about the cult Nexium
1: oh I can't wait this is kind of sort of like a like a Scientology light cult it's got rich people celebrities, and um, really scary hot mess um that's nasty moments right right all right we'll talk about that when we come back right here on my talk 1071. Thank you for that wonderful. <laughs> weather update holly roberts you are listening to the colina bradley show here on my talk 1071 we're streaming live and also doing everything over on that app if you haven't downloaded the my talk app please do so at your leisure because we give away fabulous prizes and you can listen to all your favorite shows okay am i right yeah you can also watch what holly roberts is watching Live, because she's going to do it right now in a little segment we call "Here's What We're Watching Live." You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you?
0: Team <laughs> Cobra presents. Here's, here's what we're here's watching live. live. Ooh, oh, all right, Bradley. Here is what I'm watching live. It is a docu series whose first episode debuted last night on HBO. It's called The Vow. And this is a docu series all about the Nexium cult.
1: Interesting. Okay, uh, tell me more. So, oh. for people who don't know what Nexium is, give us a little primer.
0: Nexium is so you have probably heard of Nexium regarding the branding of certain individuals. Now, I mean literal branding, where they would hot brand women in this sex cult. Keith Rainieri. He ran away to Mexico because he didn't want to get arrested. He was arrested. Yep. This also included, but not limited to, Allison Mack, who was an actor on Smallville. She was arrested for this. So that's when it made headlines. Katherine Oxenberg and her daughter were involved in this. Uh, Heirs to the Seagram's fortune were involved in all of this. So this is Nexium the Cult. And, uh, oh, woof. I mean, it, it, you know, Nexium that you learn. Started out as a self-help organization Mm -hmm. uh, founded by Keith Raniere and uh, another woman. And they started it in the guise of an executive success program, an ESP Bradley, where they had a lot of different techniques aimed at self-improvement. What does that sound like?
1: Well, it sounds like Scientology.
0: Thank you. There are tons of parallels to Scientology in Nexium. This whole first episode sets up what Nexium was about, how they recruited people, what their business model was. And then at the very end, that's where you're left with the cliffhanger, where some of the people involved may think that Keith Rainier and uh, Nancy Saltzman, the co-founder of Nexium, might be up to something that's a little more nefarious than what Executive Success Program promises its followers. Now you're you're watching this. And one of the people who was deeply involved in Nexium is giving her testimonial in all of this. And you're it's one of those things where you're like, Girl, run, danger, danger, go. Cause you hear in this story, one of the women who speaks was an actor in Canada. Her career wasn't going where it wanted to be. She was feeling dissatisfied in life. She was looking for direction. And then all of a sudden, she found Nexium and their executive success program. It was only a couple of thousand dollars, Bradley, to sign up for this five-day seminar. She was like, I was broke. I put it on my credit card, and I went. And she thought it was going to be a Tony Robbins evangelist event at a luxury hotel. No.
1: Is this Sarah Edmondson? Yes. Okay, so I'm glad that you... uh brought this up because i didn't know that hbo was doing this documentary first of all are we like one episode in
0: yeah so we're just one episode in right now
1: okay so what you know if you want to watch the story unfold then certainly just wait for episodes of this series to come out and i definitely will ch- uh i definitely will add this to my things uh, my list of things to watch because i came across sarah edmondson and this story in particular on a Podcast that was done by the CBC. They have a series called Uncover, and the first season was called Escaping Nexium, and it literally is from the point of view of the Sarah Edmondson character. Um, a reporter basically, you know, connects with her and then begins to tell her story, and it is so. And I imagine it'll be that much more meaningful and probably um, impactful. Visually, like watching this as a you know series on HBO, I think will probably just blow the doors off of like what a podcast can do. But the podcast itself really just made you wonder what the bleep is going on in the world.
0: Yeah, because in this docuseries, uh, they show that she shows up to this meeting and she thought it was going to be at a luxury hotel and it's in some uh, wet banquet hall at the Holiday Inn. And she was like, and she still, you know, because it's always one of those tactics where it's like, just a little more, just give it a little more time, little more time, little more time. And just like Scientology, Nexium had a, a strategy of going after rich and famous individuals. You know, they went after actors. They they show that there were ne- Richard Branson hosted a Nexium seminar on Necker Island or one of his places. Uh, they met with the Dalai Lama.
1: And they actually became super, The um, Keith Raniere, he became super tight with uh, Claire Bronfman. Yes. Who is one of the heirs of, oh, what's the heir?
0: The Seagrams.
1: The Seagrams family. Mm -hmm. And used, you know, tens of millions of her money to forward this organization. And really to just create all sorts of um, horribly, horribly inappropriate situations. But also to then shield him from, you know... Uh, the, the eyes of the law well until he actually was arrested but so yeah it's there's all sorts of stuff in this story not just like oh here's another cult story right I mean it goes so many places
0: well and it shows how insidious these organizations are That it's the language that they use is fairly innocuous. The executive success program. Well, what does that mean? That sounds pretty good to me. I want to self-improve. I want to be a better version of myself. So they hook you in that way. And then they start asking more and more of you to the point where they have seminars, which are essentially I would argue, compromise sessions where you're telling these people your deepest, darkest secrets, kind of like auditing in Scientology, well, and then they can hold that against you. Now, I think that that will happen later on in the program in more depth in, when you start to get into the sex ritual type stuff with Nexium. But at the very least, you know they're setting the stage and and how these kinds of organizations can get their grips on vulnerable individuals in a rather insidious manner, and it's I- woo
1: yeah i um i look forward to watching this it's it's just especially in the world we live in it's too easy to think like oh scientology it's so obvious that that's a cult well Well. at its heyday it wasn't necessarily so obvious and a lot of people get caught up into it and the same is true with nexium a lot of people ended up getting caught up in something and they seemed like totally rational people who were um relatively successful in business that you wouldn't otherwise think could be the victims of a cult
0: Right. And the one thing that I took away from the vow and Nexium's position on anything, whenever they were criticized, Mm -hmm. they would always throw it back at the person who was criticizing the organization. And essentially it was like, it's your fault. Mm. It's not our fault. It's your fault. because You have to
1: look inside yourself.
0: Yeah, because you have to look at it a certain way. We don't have the problem. You have the problem.
1: I hate when people do that stuff.
0: (sighs) Well, they use it to their power.
1: So, um, in terms of storytelling, do you think it did a good job? You are looking forward to seeing the rest of this series?
0: Left on a cliffhanger. Can't wait for episode two on Sunday.
1: So, Sunday nights on HBO? Yes. And what's it called again? It's
0: called The Vow.
1: The Vow on HBO. Which one is that, Max? Go? Just
0: all of it. I don't know. You know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of all of it, when we come back, thank you, Holly, for that recommendation. Um, Ellen says she's going to be talking to all of her fans we'll find out what she's going to say or what we think she's going to say when we return right here on my talk 107.1